Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 233 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. And today we have a special guest. He has returned. He took the summer off. His name... Sion Williams, his game, I don't know. What's up, Sion? Finally, I have returned to FRL. Let's get this road rolling. He's, uh, so he's excited. He, Sion never, Sion does this thing, he never really asks to come on FRL. He'll just say something about it like, y'all don't want to have me on anymore. Something like that. Like, kind of, he kind of subtly guilt trips you. So, man, you know, I just said, hey. Sion, I've been asking. your alma mater this week, is it at, they play the Longhorns. Is that here in, t- uh, here in Austin? It's in Ames. Ooh. Iowa State for the win. How, how do you feel, how do you seconds. feel about your prospects? You think they're going to win? Well, I think Iowa State's going to play a great three, four quarters. Well, four, three quarters and about 11 minutes. And piss it away in the last one. Oh wow! <laughs> and then so that's, but that's the mo of Texas too. Yeah. So maybe they'll just tie. They can't. You know, tie. No ties in college. I, I'm ready for Iowa State to football to win. Okay. Right. So last night we got a call. Uh, Jordan Decatur injured. Um, playing football. Playing football. His neck. Someone with his neck. Um, and better safe than sorry. We wish a speedy recovery. To Jordan Decatur, number one kid in the country. Um, and then quickly, Christian, we went. And uh, Patrick Glory was my first call. My fir- The first thing, as soon as, as soon as I got the word from Jordan, I said, Patrick Glory's the next guy up. And, uh, well, I had to talk to had to talk to Teasdales, make sure they were cool with it, um, which they were. They said, yeah, absolutely, we're ready to go. Same weight, same, uh, same deal. So it'll be Glory versus... Teased up for his number one. Did you get any sense of, of where Glory was 
in his training. He, mean, yeah, he was. You know, and that was that was a thing too, right? Um, you know, a guy that um, he really wanted to go to who's number one. Like long time out before who's number one, he was saying, "Hey, give me a shot. Think of me." And you know, yada yada yada. So he doesn't get the call, and so when Jordan calls, I'm like. Man, I hope he's ready to go. I think he might be ready because he's training maybe for Super 32 and stuff, but you don't know. Is he training for Super 32? Well, when I called him, uh, I got I, he didn't answer. And so... Um, he willied you. Yeah, he willied me. So I'm like, okay. And then he immediately texts back. Or he texts back 15 minutes later. He's like, sorry, I was, I was in practice. And so that I was relieved. I'm like, okay, so he's, he's in shape. He's ready to go. And I said, uh, then I called him and I said, um, I said, Jordan's out and, and would you like the opportunity? And he was like, oh my God, I, this is, I was, yeah, this is a dream come true. I was waiting for this. And uh, so, yeah, he's ready to go. And interestingly, we know that Gavin Teasdale training, he was at that Ohio hammer camp. Did and you we, guys see that video? Zeb. Zeb. I was like so excited to watch Gavin Teasdale wrestle. Because what was the title? I don't know, Gavin Teasdale wrestling top and bottom. Yeah. It should have been called Van Discussions with Zeb and Coach Strip Matter. So Christian's like, Christian's like, oh, man, look at this video. It's great. Check this out. And we watch it, and he's talking about Vans. He's talking about Zeb, like, the entire, like, <coughs> first, like, two minutes, he's, like, screaming, is he taking a nap in the van? <laughs> he's talking about, yeah. I, I know a guy. Get you a, a van Great from a junkyard. A van. Hey, Jody, you got a nice van. Jody's like, oh, that's the last year for that van. We're getting a new van. He was like, oh, what kind of van are you getting? Like, they were talking yeah. about vans. I just want to watch. I just, yeah, I just want to watch uh, Gavin wrestle. That will be the most muted video in flow wrestling history. They were talking about vans. A lot of van discussion. But anyways, we know Gavin is is uh, training as well. Uh, so, pretty. <laughs> I mean, sometimes a guy goes out and you're just hosed. You know, the number three guy's not ready. He's whatever, playing football. You never know. But this was like almost a seamless transition. So very good for who's number one to have. Yeah. Um, and it's for the number one spot. It's for the number one spot. That's what I wanted to get to, too. And some might say, well, why is it for the number one spot if Decatur was number one? Well, when you have to make the decision – you have these. You essentially have two guys, right? You have Jordan Decatur and and um, Teasdale. Who's number one? Who is the number one guy? I don't know, right? Glory is number one at one twenty. Then he loses. He takes a loss um, at Fargo. At Fargo. Then he comes up. So he's. So you have these three guys. Glory's not number one because he just took a loss. So then you have to talk about Decatur and Teasdale. Now Teasdale. Has the has the resume with the least amount of losses, maybe some better wins, but but Loss. Jordan Jordan has the last head to head, so that's why I went Jordan number one. So um, it's not a case where it's clear cut, and it, it, it and it is to me a case that's clear cut that who wins this will have the best resume of the three, the best recent resume of the three. Yeah, the best case for number one. So I that's think, why it's for the number one spot. I think that's fair when you consider um, Decatur's in-season losses. Yeah, a couple of Costco. Um, he had like four losses last year in season, which in this day and age, you know, back in the '80s and '90s, four losses were like, oh, he's thirty-nine and four. That's awesome, right? This day and age, the well the, for the number one spot in the country, you know. Yeah, yeah. This day and age, though, with 
the level the kids are on, I mean, number ones don't often lose ever, you know. You had Michigan in here as a topic. Why don't you cue it up? Uh, but you know, uh, you guys l- released that thing yesterday, right? Uh, lineup look. Mm-hmm. That's that's a Nomad special. Nomad special. Um, I, it was just to me, and I know we talked about Michigan before, but looking at that lineup, the whole back half of their lineup is top ten, mm-hmm. and Michich is top ten. They got uh, six or seven. Was seven? A lot of the. I mean, they have most seven top ten guys or six. They probably have four or five in the top five. Yeah, Michich, uh, Kuhn. Um, Abinator's number five. Abinator's number five. Amin's top five for sure. And Mass. So five top five guys. Yeah, five top five guys. And you know, again, we've said it before, but it's a new age of wrestling when a team has five top five guys, and they're considered maybe second tier in the team race, right? Yeah. So you, the actual question you had in here was: Are they here as a mainstay power? Do they have a problem closing out historically? I feel like. It is a common theme for people to think and view Michigan as a team that they have nice regular seasons, come in with high seeds at NCAAs, and then they don't perform at NCAAs. But the last five years, it's really that hasn't been the case uh, at all. And I would say they probably have performed up to slash overseed almost as well as probably in the top ten teams in the country yeah i don't feel like i don't feel like that's the case i don't feel like they underachieve in the postseason that question was posed that was a message board kind of thing so um, do they do they underachieve late but they there was a time when they they underwhelmed at ncaa's when they had a big opportunity right like three or four years five years ago maybe um they weren't that good five years ago like in 13 and 14, they were pretty good. There was one year at NCAs where they, they didn't do well. And I think that started this stereotype that they don't do well late. But that's. I, I, don't, I don't know when that was. There was I'm a year. looking back. I'll, I'll have I'm, look. I have all the results. I don't know what year that would have been. Um, in 14, you'd see unseeded didn't place. Bruno unseeded round of 12. Dutton was a 13 seed, placed seventh. Grahalis, a nine seed, placed third. Murphy unseed DNP. Yates, 13 DNP. Abinator was the 9 and went 1 and 2. Um, so that was bad. And Kuhn was a 4 and he DNP'd, losing to Telford and Jeremy Johnson. Maybe it was that year. I don't know. But that's um, but, but so they had two guys that underperformed, Abinator and Kuhn, but Dutton was the 13 seed and was 7th, and Grahals was the yeah. 9 seed, placed 3rd. Well, that was. that I. Pulled that from message board topic, and that, but then the other one that was my own brainstorm is that uh, is Michigan is Michigan poised to be a power? Um, I, you know, I, I think you probably put them with like a Nebraska historically, like the last ten or fifteen or fifteen years, like how they performed, like eighthish average, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, eighth to tenth, and I don't. Uh, they're getting in good recruits, but they've always gotten good re- recruits. Are they are they ready to join, to, to move up a tier? I think potentially. I think they, they have um, – they could slide into almost like a Minnesota type of tier. Yeah. Maybe right in there, whereas a little ahead of – I mean, when you consider the advantages that Michigan has, they have maybe the best facilities in the country, certainly the top three facilities. Um Michigan as a school, an amazing draw. The Big Ten, an great amazing academics. draw. Right, as a school. And coaching staff's great. 
Sean Bormet, Coach McFarlane, Kellen Russell, Coach Chirella. So <clears throat> I think there's there's a lot of reasons to go to Michigan, and I think when you consider Michigan just as a high school state as well, mm-hmm. they should do a pretty good job of as long as Michigan State is 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 struggling, they should be able to pick and choose the best Michigan guys. Yeah, I think Michigan. I think the state of Michigan produces enough that Michigan State and Michigan can both. Oh, for yeah, there's plenty. Pick. And then and then Michigan, Michigan gets out of state kids. You know, I mean the Silvas, the Silvas of the world. You know, they can they can get them. So uh, they have the, they have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, I think so. I I agree with that completely. I think good things coming, and you know they're on a couple recruits. But they're in the they're in the Paris sweepstakes, they're in the right? For him, yep. That would be pretty. That'd be a great get for them already having. They already um, their lightweights are kind of set. Uh, if you're doing a depth chart for a future, right? They're Nomad. What would you say to the twenty five forty one? We were talking about yesterday. Me and Nomad were going over some stuff. Twenty five. Matten. Matten. Thirty three Silva. <coughs> forty one Freeman. Yep. So that's what they're kind of looking at going forward. Where's uh, so, Mitrich is a sophomore. So what's Silva? We're well, saying down the road. He'll be so Mitrich will be a junior next year. Silva will redshirt. So Silva would either maybe either have to sit here on the bench. They might have to bump, bump him for a year. Are we sure he's a thirty-three? Well, In I think the, three years from now. I think the Mm-mm. it depends on not sure what they that. do at forty-nine. Because it could, they could very well have a problem where both Freeman and Silver are 41s, and then they got figured out from there. I wouldn't be surprised I, if Silver got bigger. I could see Freeman going 49 as well. I could see Silver uh, 41. Yeah, I think that's probably what will happen. I could see Freeman 49, Silva 41. Mm-hmm. Maybe he cuts down to 33 eventually. But Yeah, they have a good, they have a good group in the lightweights for sure. Yeah. Like Freeman a lot. Okie doke. Where to next, my friend? What do you want to talk about? You want to let's let's get. I I gave uh, Sion better not come here unprepared. Okay. I told him there were some topics. One one time on this show, he he asked what Edinburgh had ever done. Okay. So I said this is not gonna happen. I'm gonna help my friend Sion out and make sure he is prepared. So I gave him the questions. Okay? I like That's, when Sion. I sometimes I, I like prepared. when Sion is oblivious. Jim? You're always prepared when you got your slim, Jim. Okay, well we'll see. I like when Sion. Sometimes I like when Sion's oblivious. Completely oblivious. We'll see. We'll see how oblivious he is. How, All right. Are you going to get a new shipment of uh, Kurt Backus beef sticks in? Because they were good. Circle B Ranch. We need some more uh, beef sticks. Tell Kurt. Kurt Backus, where you at? Beef sticks. <laughs> Kurt Backus. Hey, where you the at? The last since the last time you were on the show, you were hanging out with Damian Hahn, huh? Uh, we went out to. Uh, Drexel to celebrate um, Matt Azevedo's 40th birthday. Ooh. And I saw pictures with you. You were... Yeah, we all went to a baseball game. We all chilled a little, you know. A Phillies game? Phillies versus the Cubs. Who won? Cubs nope. got, there, got, got smoked. <laughs> nice. All right. First question. <laughs> Iowa State's lineup. Do you see any sleepers? And what should they do with Austin Gomez? Alright. Let's go 125. Oh. They got Danny Vega, which might be a little too small, but he's a decent kid. And then they got Marcus Simmons, who's just 
too big. What do they call him? What's Marcus? A puppy or whatever. Is that Puppy Simmons or whatever? <laughs> yeah, Puppy. Like yeah, Puppy. It's Puppy. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I, I, he might be too big because, you know, he started last year. Too much puppy Showed some cow. shots of brilliance, but ended the season at 141. I heard that. <laughs> I heard for real that Pup's doing great in the room. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Is he beating Nico in the room? He's beating Nico in the room. No, <laughs> I heard. That's a message board. I heard 33. Pup, I heard Pup's on they point They got right now. Parker. And then they got Simmons, if he can't make 25. So I don't see no problem, no point in pulling out Gomez. Because you know what? That weight class, and they're not competing for a national title this year. Wow. Let's be realistic here. They ain't competing for a national title this year. So, no know, need, so you might as well leave Gomez in there. You know, give him, give him a chance to mature another year. And you got two quality wrestlers in, Go- in Parker and Simmons. What about uh, Store? That Store, he's going to go 41. All right, so do you think. Do you think um, maybe next year Storm moves up and Gomez slots in at 41? Next year they got some big problems because, you know, <laughs> next year, you know, they, 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 got, a, they got a lot of they're, – they're bottom heavy. <laughs> so now they got Storm, and then you still got Dante Gomez and uh, – His name's Dante Rodriguez. Well, Dante yeah, Gomez. Yeah. Dante Rodriguez. Spencer. And then um, was that other kid they, that transferred from Virginia? I don't know nothing about him, but – Jared Dean. On paper, he says he's good, but time okay. will tell. But All Gomez, right, so you know, he's a national qualifier. Showed shots of brilliance his true freshman year. Um, I don't know what happened last year. And how about okay? All right, so next next question. I'm, I'm gonna keep it moving. Gomez, sorry, three freshmen to watch this year at NCAA's. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Kanan Store. Kid, kid, kids got some potential. Okay. Are we talking all schools or just Iowa State? No, any school. Any, any school. school. I'm, I'm just, I am just started with Iowa State. Okay. Yeah. He, you know, all his losses last year were the national qualifiers. All right. So, you know, he, he's got some brilliance. Austin DeSanto out of Drexel. Oh. Great job, Drexel, you know. I don't think they plan on redshirting him and putting him at 33. And from what I hear, he's getting in Azevedo's rear end right now out there. So, you know, they wow. think he's pretty much ready to go. He is 40 now. So as you, yeah, as you old age, airways. you know. Sorry, so, Matt. So you're reporting that DeSanto's doing good in the room, and he's going right away. More importantly, from what I understand, he's Just, whooping butt, and he's going right away. He's going right away. All right. So I Drexel's can't wait. ready. You I know, like Drexel's that. got a lot of high quality guys coming out. So looking forward to them having a great season. Great and job, he, Matt. And you know, 133 is one of those weights we talked about previously. Really good at the top, but then. We, we were talking about guys like Luke Pletcher that could be climbing fast. Is DeSant? I'm not sure if DeSanto is one of those guys that can creep into the top ten or not yet. But he's going to be an interesting watch this year because what, what he was able to prove his senior year was really impressive. I mean, this guy, not not just the you know everyone's going to talk about the Spencer Lee thing, but going back to Super 32, uh, you know he beat Jacory Teamer, right? Then uh, he, no. he, he beat Silva. He, he annihilated. No, he, didn't, from he did not beat Silva. No, that was that kid from California that went to Iowa. Mejia, he beat. Mejia. Well, he he bent Mejia over, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gracious! <sighs> Sorry. All right, that was one freshman. <laughs> Two freshmen. Okay, what's right, the third? And then, and then I hate to put a Hawkeye on this list, but Alex Marinelli. Wow. You li- yeah, you like him? You like the bull? They call him the bull. Well, you know. What do you like about Alex Marinelli? You know, he's a goer, so you know. It'll be interesting next year, but he's also in a weight class where he could be screwed. 
But, yeah. you know, could surprise some people. He could surprise some people. Every now and again, Iowa gets one through. All right, next question. This wasn't on the list, all right? So we'll see. Mm. But what's – Pop quiz. What is a, a drill in wrestling that these college teams aren't doing enough and maybe your alma mater is not using enough? I don't what, know what my, I, don't, I don't know what they're using at Iowa State anymore. Well, what, what do you room. think is, is a drill that you know, that you think has kind of gone away that you would bring back? Like I was saying, that, like, like a couple of weeks ago, collar tying, controlling the head, you know, no just moving the person tie. around. Okay. I say that's one of the drills I don't see people damn near going out there and clubbing people like they used to. Mm-hmm. I think that's something Iowa used to do well. You know, that's where they got the Iowa style from Less physical people. now? Huh? Less physical than back in your day? Yeah. All right. Now it's all flashy. Oh. It used, it used to be Did in the old t- day you walk off the mat, you're coming out with a black eye. Did you tell Zadik that? Because, listen, Sion, Sion took a trip to Iowa. Uh, where'd Moines. you go? Des Moines. I was in uh, Des Moines this weekend for a friend's wedding back in Iowa. Okay. And what happened at the airport? It's funny, you know, I get off the plane and I'm getting out the airport and I see Mike Zadik dropping as, is he married, wife, girlfriend? I'm not sure. Is he married? I don't know. Oh, a really nice looking lady off at the airport. So, uh, Zadik, in case so you're looks, wondering. And, I'm, and whenever I travel, I like to wear sweats because, you know, you ain't got to worry about metal detectors and everything. So, I'm in Iowa State sweats. And uh, I get out the airport and I'm dragging my little carry on and he's staring at me and I'm staring at him. And I'm like, same funny going, I say, hey, man, congratulations. Uh, I never thought I, I said, congratulations on the job. I never thought I'd be congratulating us. A Hawkeye to taking a cyclone job, so he's like, "Yeah, man, thanks." And then he's like, he grabs my suitcase uh, name tag and he's looking at it like, "Hey, man, we should exchange numbers." You know, is your number on your tag? So I'm thinking to myself, "Is he trying to find my name?" <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him about the? He, they need to do more collar tie drills. Nah, no. you didn't tell him. I didn't tell him that. You know, we, he was about to leave. Then he offered me a ride, and I was like, "Nah, I'm good. I had a ride coming." But so, yeah. Yeah, okay, he offered you a ride. So, yeah, no, yeah. what did you, you had a perception of Zadik going in. You met him at the airport. After your interaction with him at the airport, did your appreciate? Did your opinion of him go up or down? You know, for about 10 years, you know, he was always across the mat, you know, him and the brands, and, you know, he, you just hated them. <laughs> I always just... You know, I've never really talked to him up until that point this weekend, and I always thought he was a dick. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but uh, after meeting him and talking to him for, for, for just for a couple of minutes there, you know, it's really hard to hate a guy that, you know, just seems so nice. It's kind of hard to hate a guy that just offered you a ride. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> and it's hard. You know, it, 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 it changed my perception a little on him, you know. So I've been I've been around Sion for two Hawkeye introductions. Okay, I beat both at Beat the Streets. One was Tony Ramos. They became fast friends. Best friends. Now. Okay, and then <laughs> the other that, yeah. <laughs> the other was Mike's brother Bill. Had a little nice little chat on the elevator. It seemed, so I think what we're seeing is a pattern Uh-oh. here. I think we Uh-oh. need he needs to meet Dresser. Okay, he needs to meet Brent Calf. All those guys. And I think I think we can flip them. Well, I think I don't we can know, flip them. Like I said, you know, my impression that without ever, t- I never talked to Zadik because I never had a feeling to talk to him because he was always on the other side. Yeah. But just, you know, the, the, talking to him at the airport, it's kind of hard to dislike the guy. He was very nice. Yeah. It's just different. Like, turns, out they're nice, turns out they're nice people. We, 
Listen, as soon as, and it will happen, Iowa State will be good, and then you will be back on, then you will start to believe again. Then you will exchange numbers, and we, we get the, we'll we get the we inside info from you. Numbers. We exchange me and Zadig exchange numbers. Mm. I actually put he, uh, he he I actually put my name on it so he could remember it, so he ain't gotta look at my name to my uh, suitcase next time. Oh great! <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, hopefully now he knows. He's watching the show. He's seeing you. Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not watching. No. Uh, Sion, got a promotion. Sion did get a promotion. Why don't you talk about it? Uh. What's your new title? My new title is what? Director of Operations. Wow. Director of Ops. So you and Luke Eustace. <clears throat> Who? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. 25 pounder, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So Director of Operations. Uh, I don't know. I guess they like me around here, and I guess it's job security. I'm here for, I guess that means I'm safe for another couple of months. You know, you never know in the working world. <laughs> Can I have some money? <laughs> money. I'm just a poor guy, you know. I'm still trying to save up to get that uh, Spider-Man number one, you know. Ooh, how much is that? What's that going for? Uh, it's probably going, I don't know, about fifty, sixty thousand. 60000 Spider-Man number one. Why don't you just trade in one of your, like, comic book shelves for a Spider-Man number one? Nah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Sion, Sion has, like, did we talk about how he has online auctions? Yeah. He will have a live Facebook auction. Of Every now and then, you know, I like to sell On company my- time? Wow. I, I sell comic well, books, so, you know, every now and then I do, like, Facebook option on my comic book page, you know. Thought, I thought... I got, I, the, hobby, the hobby's got to pay for itself. Okay. Collecting comic books is an expensive hobby, so it's got to pay for itself a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more money, more problems. When you're, you're jet-setting to weddings all the time and 40th birthday parties. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing, you know, my friends are like my family. They'll oh. be there for me, so I'm there for them. Yeah, so when Azevedo calls up and says, hey, we're having a 40th birthday thing, we're all getting together, you say, okay, I'm going to sell three comics. I'll be there. <laughs> Buy my flight. <laughs> all, right. all right. Last one. This is an important one. This is very important. Assemble your dream team coaching staff. Only one member of the current PSU staff. You. Why is that, man? Why, why is that? What, what's because why do you think? Why is why your, you th- what's your bias against Penn State staff, man? No, no bias against them. It's just you this would just so say, yeah, I would say some of your dreams have you were like, oh, Kale, Cody, Casey, let's yeah. get Adam Lynch. Let's just get them all. So, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you can only get one. Uh, why do y'all think, you know, I, I kind of fence tense this feeling you always think some bias towards Penn State, too. Well, uh, well you, are, know, you know, y'all treat me like I'm just a Penn State fan. No, here's the here's the thing. Christian wants you to put some thought into your ultimate coaching staff, and he doesn't want you to just say, "Yeah, Penn State's Penn uh, State's is great." It might any be other the best. stipulations? Uh, yeah, don't take an entire staff from anywhere. I, I want you. We to, want you to. I want you to build. Okay. Build. I want me to build. I want you to direct these operations. He's a director of operations. All right. Coordinate. I'd have to start with Cody Sanderson. All right. Nice. Ooh, okay. That's a curveball. Cody. Smart guy, great tactician, you know, people person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. So we got a people person. I got to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go say a coach, like, you know, that needs to be coaching a top five program and probably will eventually. I'm going to go with Chris Bono. Chris okay. Bono. Okay. Middleweight, you know. Bono, I just, I, it's, I'm just waiting for a school to give him enough resources and then he'll be whooping all sorts of ass in, you know, in the coaching world. South Dakota State's doing quite well and getting yeah. some resources. But, you know, He's going to be fine there. And, you know, South Dakota State. Who thinks South Dakota State would have been in the top 25? 
Fucking South Dakota. Sorry. Oh my gosh, Sion. I right, love sorry. it. South Dakota. I love it. Good job. South good, Dakota. Good F bomb. Um, so you know Bono's doing a great job there. Then we got to go up to uh, need a heavyweight coach or you need upper a big weight guy? coach. I got to go with Damian Hahn, you know. Okay. Ooh. Eventually, he's going to be a head coach somewhere. You know, your boy Zadik, he, he's he's the one that built uh, Hot and Walls. I don't know if me and Zadik are boys yet, man. We had one oh, conversation. Okay. <laughs> wow, we're not boys. All, All right. right. He ain't buy me All a beer right, so, yet. As so soon you as he got... buys me a beer, we can, we, he can say he's a boy when he, well, when I he need, buys me a I beer. Well, I need – who's the who's, – Who's the head coach? Who's the volunteer assistant? Oh uh, man, you need, that, that was not one of your stipulations. You didn't right. say I needed a head coach. You just said a dream staff. So Bono's an assistant? <laughs> wow. Is that what you're saying? Bono's the assistant? Kodo? Cody? Uh, okay, I can't see Bono as the assistant, you know. Bono's got to run the show for the program to work. So right. it's Bono's the head coach. Yep. Cody and then Damien. Who's, who's who are the assistants? You're going to get him in trouble, all kinds of trouble. I don't know, man. I don't know. And then, and then I'm going to do the other two as co-head coaches. Okay. <laughs> Associate you got a head coach. coach. Associate head coach. There you go. Coaches. And for the volunteer, let me see. A volunteer, now you got to work a look at somebody that's going to be working in the freestyle program, you know. Oh, yeah. I, then, so I go and pillage the head coach from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You're going to pillage Lou Roselli. Roselli. Yeah, that's Lou it. Rizzelli's Lou Roselli's going to volunteer yep. But he's going to be over the freestyle program, too, you know. Oh, he's going to run the RTC. Yep. So you got to pill. You gotta, you what's know, the name of your RTC? That. Huh? Three-headed monster. What's the name of your RTC? My RTC? Yeah. Sion's kick-ass team. <laughs> I think I like that. Yeah, that's catchy. That's catchy. I, I well, would call Spider-Man number one. Does anyone else Wrestling have any club. further questions for our director of operations before get, he goes? Do I gotta go, go back to work now? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta go direct the operations. You f find the operations, then direct them. Yep, thanks for coming on, Sion. Thanks. All right. All right, we'll see you next time. Tell so Zadik he has to buy me a beer before he can call me a boy, his boy now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, All right, I'm going back to work. Now. All right, Sion's out. KB Images. That Slide was a light in there. trick. We were. We were we were just two minutes away from escaping without an F-bomb, but he can't help himself. I love it. Why? Um, <laughs> hey, you want to talk about new rules? What new rules. About? Two years ago, the rules video broke our brains. This year, it's not so bad. It broke our brains because <coughs> two years ago was... That was the push-out. That was the push-out, but if I push you out, then sometimes it's a straight-hand push and like it's like stalling on you, then stalling on me. Who knows? Uh, this year was a lot of scrambling stuff. Mm -hmm. Beards. Yes, beards are okay, but you ca it can't be that thick. But dude, that breaks my brain. It's like because it's have like a beard. it could be a half inch, but we have to see all the way through. It can it's be like a half inch, but the medical personnel got to make sure you don't have any skin thing and it's, it's weigh-ins. But it's what are you gonna do if the guy's got a full beard and it's like, I don't know, I can't. Yeah, they I should don't just know. let the beards happen, or just not worry with it. So, so what do you think about the scramble stuff? Yeah, and that was we we asked for questions, and that that was one of I don't know if you're familiar with Frank Molinero. He said, "How do you see the new back exposure rules and other changes being implemented this year?" <clears throat> well, the exposure one—it's interesting. Because when I read the rule initially, I thought it was just like if you're in near fall criteria, but but it's just ninety. That's that's where that's where it gets shaky, man. 
Why? Why is? Why is it, it just more? Be why is it more liberal? Right? Like so, there's these rules that they want to prevent people from scrambling to just get out of trouble, but they want to reward the other rest. They they basically want to penalize the guy for scrambling, right? No. Yeah. I don't. You're not penalizing the guy for scrambling. You're penalizing the guy for laying on his back, and in that's a, not for scrambling. In a scrambling situation. Okay, I wouldn't call it laying on your back with a leg. To me, is not scrambling. That's just like a bail maneuver to to earn. That's a stalemate earning maneuver. Okay. That's what that's what it's for. Okay, but you're but it's not for scrambling. They want okay. So I think the community and the coaches are dissatisfied with me taking a shot, you trying to pass a leg, and then you get stuck there underneath, and it's like. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the the point of what I'm trying to say is why should that why should the criteria be more liberal for that than it is for near fall? Yeah. Like near fall you have to be 45. Now they're saying in when you're in the danger zone and it gets to 3 you get a 3 count, then it's going to be two takedown. And then if you're still 90, is it I mean, is it near fall then at 90? No. So it's just 90 for the takedown. 90 for the takedown. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like exactly. This is very uncharted waters. But I think most of the time when it's when they're going to award it, I I bet you 80% of the time they're going to be within that 45. We're gonna, well, that's the thing. Don't so why think? don't they just make it 45? So sure. they're saying the 90, right? So what they're, what Christian's saying is they're saying 90. Christian is saying that the officials will take it upon themselves to be like, mm, we're going to call it when it's 45. So why don't no, you just no, make no, it 45? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the instances they're going to find themselves in when they start when they're in the danger zone, not – it's not going to be someone at 90. That's going to be someone that's within 45 degrees, within 45 degrees anyways. That's the instances I believe you're going to see it. Do you know, Do you understand what I'm saying? No. Nope. They're not going to be 90. They're going to be basically on their back when they get caught in these positions. If you look at these positions in, in matches, oh, yeah, they're already in near fall criteria is my point. They're not, it's not, they're not between 90 and 45 degrees. They're between 45 and <clears throat> zero. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but. If the ref is supposed to call it at 90, I don't know. A lot of protractors involved. Yeah. Do they, are they going to have their T-frame, T-square? So I still remain very excited about this rule. I acknowledge that there, there's going to be some unintended things that I didn't think about. I'm sure. That probably no one thought about. Or maybe, you know, there's always some people. Askren thinks it's going to be a disaster, he tweeted. I think which it's... That surprised me. And then he also said, like... Yeah, I thought that th- he would like this. And then he said, it's going to re- reward the good scramblers, too. So he said it was going to be a disaster. I don't know what he meant. I don't th- I don't agree with Ben that it's going to reward the good scramblers. I, I, yeah, well... I think it's going to penalize bad scramblers. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, but theoretically, if you're a good scrambler, you won't, you'll pass the leg all the way through. You won't end up... I know, back. but I, you think... I think about some of the best scramblers, and they get stuck sometimes. <clears throat> I mean, Jesse got stuck sometimes. Uh, Moisey's the best leg passer I've ever seen. He he got stuck sometimes. Just chill out, dude. Moisey's one of the best leg pass. I, I, what do you no? I'm gonna stick with that. Moisey's probably the best leg passer I ever seen. Him and Jesse. He's not on Delgado's level leg passing, but 
That's no, fine. Yes, he is. Okay. He's really not, and there's probably no one outside District 11 that would agree with that. Uh, anyways, very excited okay. for the new scrambling rules. Yeah, Ben Askren says, when someone asks him what he thought the new danger zone, yes, going to be a disaster. In the long run, will benefit the scramblers more than deter them. I don't know. I don't know why he thinks this could be a disaster. Um, Maybe he just I, thinks I, it's going to be difficult to officiate. I think it's going to be exciting. Like you said, you know, we say all the time, new rules, pe- people will game them. People will they'll, they'll have un- unintended consequences. They'll have unexpected consequences. Um, I think it's something that we're going to have to observe and report on as opposed to predict because there's going to be some weird stuff. I'm excited to see what it is. Manifested. I just want the first matches to happen so we could see yeah. a few instances of it. Because um, I don't think it'll take long before we get a couple examples. Of it. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the approach of wrestlers? Do you think in wrestling rooms right now they're saying, "Okay, well, we can do this and we can't do this," or do you think they're going to go out and do the same things and find out what happens? I, no, I don't. Th- I think it'll at least be in the back of their minds, and the coaches will at least somewhat. Prepare them, but in the heat of battle, I think old instincts will kick in, and yeah. then they'll. And plus, once it, I think what we'll see more than anything is when, when the guy says danger, maybe we'll just they'll just bail, bail quicker, and just give up the two. Because ultimately, that's that's what you're trying to avoid. But at the same time, you could end up giving up six points if you're. Yeah, so when you're in a scramble situation and you get there, when you're in a scramble situation, let's say that you're trying, you're on bottom, so mm-hmm. to speak, and I'm on top. I'm, I'm As a top guy, I'm still trying to work for maybe a takedown or to free myself from danger. Um, so you're still trying to wrestle through the position, right? Mm-hmm. But when that ref says danger, now I'm trying to plant you there. I'm trying to keep you there. Yeah, just hold you. So that's going to be a little different. Like, you're going you're gonna to be wrestling through the position, and if you sort of stop and the ref starts counting, now you're just kind of like... Going to try to solidify. Yeah. Yeah. That The the different iterations and progressions are going to be fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be great, ultimately. Maybe it'll be a, a disaster. Maybe, maybe it's going to be more difficult to officiate than I realize right now. But at this point... I'm fired up. I'm all in I on think, this rule. I think the. I don't think it's going to be a disaster. I think it's going to be very interesting, and I think it's going to be a new evolution of the sport. Um, there is the chance that. Do you think there's a chance that it results in less offense? I'm not. I'm not taking that shot. I'm not. No. No, because when are we seeing it? We're seeing it off of a guy's. It's Defensive. a counter. Yeah. yeah, it's a counter to an attack. I don't think we'll see. Less scoring. I don't. I don't think it'll change that at all. I remain. I'm. I'm typically optimistic about these sorts of things. So that's what I feel. I'm in favor of any folk style rule that makes defense more difficult, mm. because defense is way too easy in folk style. Way too easy just to get a stalemate. Yes. Yeah. And out of bounds. Think how think how much easier it was to not get scored <clears throat> on in folk style just a couple of years ago with the with the boundary rules. You could jump out of bounds. Yeah. You could get it. now it's gonna be Yeah, but okay. So I was never in this camp. In fact I think it's a stupid camp. Um 
but this is going to... The people that hate... free, The people that say, well, freestyle, you know, in folk style, that wouldn't have been a point. Well, there's a back... Well, you know, he... he he scored all those freestyle points. They were all freestyle points. There was no takedowns. The people that don't like freestyle probably won't like this because you can score a lot of points without a real takedown. You can hold a person in position without a real old school traditional folk style takedown. You can score five. You can score six points without really having control. Well, to, in my opinion, if you, if you hold someone on their back, so you're saying for six points. That means you held someone on their back for seven seconds straight. To me, that's you've demonstrated control. To me, that guy's been on his back. Demonstrate control isn't isn't a traditional takedown. Well, yeah, traditional takedown is. You said demonstrate control. If if a man is on his back, the whole point of this: if a man's on his back and he can't get off it, he's being controlled. Still, right? But it's still not a real. It's still not a real takedown. Okay, just because it's not a double leg and you put him on his butt doesn't mean it's not a... I mean, sure it is. Why not? No, because you could be... You could just be like this. You could just be like this. You don't really have control. It's just this guy's on his back. That's not a real takedown. Okay, I don't know what it means to score a real takedown. But in wrestling, if you're uh, on your last back... Last year, it wouldn't have been a takedown. Last year, would, you're talking about situations where last year it would have been zero points. This year, it's six. Yeah, that's called the rule. I mean, obviously. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, Willie. There's okay. What? 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 I mean, you're talking about last year it's zero points. This year it's six. That I'm obviously. saying. Obviously. Okay. It's a brand new rule. Of course, it's a new point. Of course. Of course, a year ago this was. So what don't you exist. understand about a traditional takedown? Last year it wasn't a takedown. I don't know what traditional takedown means. You don't know I what mean, a traditional. He doesn't know what a takedown was. He doesn't know what to take down. I mean, what what's your point? I've, you're basically saying there's a new rule this year. Yeah, we know. We know you could score six points in a way you couldn't score six and points last year. And I'm saying some year. people won't like that. All right, well, that's stupid. You're on your back for seven seconds, and you couldn't get off it when he said danger. You remained on your back. And then three seconds later, you remained on your back. Okay. And then for four more seconds, you remained on your back. Right, and I'm saying it's not a real takedown. Okay. It's not a real takedown. It's... It is real. It's not a real. It, it's actually still not a real takedown. It's only because they're awarding he says, a takedown. He, he says danger for three seconds and you don't move, so now it's a takedown. So it wasn't. It wasn't a takedown three seconds ago, but now it is. It's not a real takedown. It would appear it's real because mm-hmm. it's happening. Oh, I don't know why that broke your brain. Okay, what other rules? Oh, you can hire a third official. Here, we'll just go through a couple, right? I mean, we're not going to spend a lot of time on. Well, okay. Explain this one to me, though. Dead time. So, if if you revol- if you review a call, and it gets overturned, they go back and re wrestle from the point of change, from the point of the overturn. Was that the rule last year? I don't think. It was. I feel like there are some instances where we've seen that. Um, the thing that come up, Mueller Mueller had a funky one last year. ACC finals. I can't recall. Or ACC semis. I don't know where. Where this is different. I mean, when, let's say there's a <coughs> there's a takedown called, yeah, I don't know, I, I I don't know what the call would be. Maybe it's like a, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the dead time was uh, last year, but that's a thing now. Um, another quick point: you can hire. You know how people talk about, well, the guy reviewing the call is the guy that made the call. Mm-hmm. So now you, they allow you to. 
it's not mandatory, but if you want, you can hire a third official to just do reviews. Some some duels don't have two officials. I know. <laughs> was, it, was it Iowa, Oklahoma State had one official? I bet most college duels don't have two officials. Yeah, you can hire a third even though you only use one. I mean, cool, but the they're not even using the second one. I don't think Oklahoma How? State like never hires a second official. It's always just Yeah, one. that's right. That's right. Oklahoma State always has one. How does that have to be a rule? Like, why would it be? Like, no, you can't hire a third one. Right. Like, how does that have to be? That's that's one of those stupid rules. Like, like the, like the don't put your cat in the in the uh, microwave thing. Like, why why is that in the rule book? <laughs> you're I don't I don't you're sick. I don't know why you're saying that. I mean, not the microwave. I'm saying thing. that because it's ridiculous that it has to be like written down. No, like, I, I, oh, hey, you can have more officials if you want. No, I mean, Great, if awesome. I'm if I'm that's not. That's not that. If I'm Tom Ryan and I have a duel at Ohio State and I'm thinking to myself, you know what would be good? I, I wish we could have a third official just doing reviews. And a year ago you couldn't do that? That's so stupid. Why would well, that have I, to be mandated? Yeah, it's that, like, that's, of course, why? Yeah. yeah. Why would, what was stopping that? How, how would I, like, if hey, I'm it, Tom Ryan, how would I know that, that I can do that? I don't know. Will, it's Ma- just silly. How do, you know it was, how do you know it was legal two years ago? How do you what? know it was legal last year to hire a third? How is it a new it, rule think... if it's – it can only be a new rule if it wasn't previously a rule. That's our po- our whole point is that a year ago you couldn't just say, I'd like to have three refs for this, and you wouldn't be able to. Well, I, I That's mean – silly. It's it's a progression <clears throat> of, you know, five years ago there wasn't reviews. When did, when did the reviews start? A couple Ten years, years ago there weren't officials. Mm-hmm. It was just honor system. Yeah. Just like tennis. Does it say – did it say whether – it would be third-party review at NCAA's. That happened. That's not in here in Willie's notes, but that was definitely okay. something that... Uh, so at NCAA's is third-party? Mm-hmm. You're going to send it to Mike Pereira in New York? <laughs> Hopefully they don't send it to Mike Carey, because he was really bad. Mike Carey's terrible. What's that? Mike Carey was an old NFL official, and he, when he retired, they brought him into the booth. And then he w- he just got every call wrong. Oh really? Yeah, it was really bad. Change I thought you guys would get that joke. But Sorry, dude. Sometimes he would like change them. I like the can choose any position in tiebreakers. That's fantastic. You can choose neutral. You can choose neutral. Yes. <clears throat> you can choose neutral. Choose tiebreaker. I choose top. Cut him. Let's <laughs> play, play the takedown game. I won't win it the win it the hard way. So that yeah, that's the rule. Uh, three. Co- they're they're adding. You're allowed to have another coach. In NCAA finals, get one for each period. You can have th- three coaches and a trainer in the corner. All right, Tom, you got the first. And and any st- morning star second. And the stu- the student section's allowed in the corner too now. Bring it home, Burr. What huh? happens if it goes into OT though, Christian? Then then the trainer's got to take over. Then a trainer. Yeah, that's when you're going to see a lot of choose top. And well, cut you need them. to start. <laughs> coaches need to start getting uh, trained to be a trainer or whatever kind of training you need to be. That way, you're trainer certified. Wow. Yeah. Then you have four coaches. Exactly. Just get, that every coach, every <coughs> coach, stupid. They should get D, they should get CPR, first aid certified. Yep. Okay, clean up those blood. Isn't it stupid? What? Three coaches in, in NCAA finals. You can have three coaches and a trainer. Yeah, I hear Come Ringer's going to be the trainer this year for Okie State. What about an emotional support dog? <laughs> Seriously, maybe I, they need that. There was I'm, one at Fargo a couple years ago. Shadow I mean, I, oh yeah, that was very controversial. Yeah. Okay, and the last one that we want to talk about anyway is. High schoolers can wrestle again in college opens. This is we. This is awesome. I love this. I don't know why it's allowed, 
It seems like a, a potential lawsuit waiting to happen, but I love it. I, I think it's it great. I remember when Chance entered the Nittany line open as a seventh grader. That was <laughs> awesome. Jason Welch, I'm pretty sure the last high school guy to place at Midlands. Mm-hmm. Let's bring that back. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to know, will we see like a Gable Stevenson in her, uh, a college he tournament? He should. He should. What's he going to mess Midlands. around with? Christmas, Minnesota Christmas tournament? I mean. Yeah, come on. Give us. He's, he's not at that He level. needs to wrestle men. He needs to wrestle men. Why didn't Apple Valley win Rumble on the red? Well, Gable's trained for Midlands, so. C- Gable went to Midlands instead. They don't even, they send their B team. I, I think we'll see this the most in, like, Pennsylvania, where there's uh, an open. Tons in, of open. There's an open in every town every weekend. Clarion Lock open, Haven live on like floor wrestling. Of them. <laughs> Clarion open, live on floor wrestling. Oh, Clarion. Yeah, you probably Town, see some District uh, District Edinburgh. 7 kids. P-Sacks. And, and Jersey. East well, Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg open always gets it because East Stroudsburg is very uh, not far from Jersey, so you get Jersey kids and you can get some Jersey high schoolers and Pennsylvania high schoolers. Yeah, so I'm I'm all in on high school kids wrestling in these college opens. I think will that be become a new like recruiting thing? Like, hey, let's well, see how you that's, do. That's how they framed it. That's how they framed it. They actually talk about it in the document that they say now it's back to being legal. They say it was considered unfair scouting or mm. try. They considered it tryouts. Well, I mean, I can see that, right? God forbid that college coaches would have more information about kids. Prior yeah, it's to them like coming. what's the? That's awful. I I hate when college coaches are well informed about recruits. Well, he wasn't going <coughs> to – we weren't going to recruit the kid, but we told him to come to our Open, and then we made our decision there. I mean, that doesn't happen. That's, that's not happening, unless it was. Yeah, so I, I love it. I can't wait to see it. High school kids, if you're going to do this, let us know. We're excited about it. It's going to be great. Okay, hands to the face. Zahid Valencia killed it in the rules video. Shout out, Zahid. <laughs> he had some great mat returns in there, some illegal, Solid some illegal. He stalled a little. With the leg in on top. So he, he, you need to get he, that check. Matt returned. He had a nice Matt return. He learned. He had some very unnecessary hands to the face. How about that? <clears throat> but you know what? what's interesting? Zane, like, completely removed this from his arsenal after the U.S. Open. Like, he never, never really did it again. But you go back to, um, you know, previously. There's, there's like, just pictures saved on, on flow. We just put it. Hands in Sorensen's face, like literally like this. <coughs> Mike, I'm pretty sure over Micah Jordan's. Yeah, so Big Tens. There's one of him just like full palm on like Micah's it, mouth. It's like, like where's his face? Yeah, but pretty much since the Open, we haven't really seen it to so, that level. To be clear, it's not anything new, but it's something. It's a point of emphasis. It's a point of emphasis this year. Every every time they come out with new rules, they're like. Okay, not a new rule, but a point of emphasis. Here, here's some points. And then make sure to call it 10,000 times the first weekend. Yeah. Yeah, just to let them know, even on forehead taps. So I also like the uh, – it's not stalling on the bottom man when he stands up with the guy with the boot in. Yeah, I've never Call understood that. that was stu- what do you want him to do? Lay there and just get ridden? Like I don't. He's trying to stand now, up and now get I'm out. Not allowed to stand. A guy yeah. puts a leg in. I'm not allowed to hit a stand up so anymore. I'm glad, yeah, it's absurd. I'm glad that's over with. Because that was what, that's in there. Yeah, if the bottom man stands up, it's no longer stalling on him. Because it used to be if you stood up and the guy then threw the leg in, it was stalling top man. Yeah. If he had a leg in <clears> and you stood up, that was stalling on you. What happened? Colica Rutherford match was a mess last year because that was of it. that was it. The worst I've ever seen, the worst I've ever seen, 
this video somewhere. Ryan Milhoff and Chris Diaz in high school. I think Milhoff ends up quitting. I think I think Milhoff ends up. The, the referee oh, got it. The I referee got it this. so wrong that Milhoff was like, "I'm done with this." It was ridiculous, <laughs> and it was the same situation where somebody put in the leg and then Milhoff stood up, or vice versa. It, it was terrible. So we'll get. We'll look for it. What happens though when a guy is on top, you know, just put a leg in, and somebody just you know, like Gilman just goes all the way back? Well, will that, that will that be called properly? You can't did, do did that. They emphasize that you, you can't, can't do that. It's illegal. Yeah, I know it was illegal then too. I mean, that's the only time I've seen it called wrong. I mean, well, yeah, that was just that's, a, it. Just made <clears> me think <throat> of that though, like how that was obvious a, it was. That was like, just a bad call. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the rule. But now, yeah, good good point on that, Kyle Bracky. Hey, do I have time? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the only we talked about the group of guys to win their last match of the college season every year. Oh yeah. So and somebody sent me the full list uh, afterwards. Someone's like, "Why I have that saved in yeah, my notes?" Somebody, somebody's like, I'll do, "Hey, that's a good topic, Willie. Let me get all that information for you." And he, um, he I knew sent, I knew about Rick Stewart. It was, he, he DM'd me um, all the guys. Um, so we're talking about guys that won their last match of their college season all four years. Um, so obviously this is only in the four-year era. Um, all the four-timers, obviously. Kale, Dake. Pat Smith. Pat Logan Smith. Logan Stever. Logan Stever. Okay, and then you have this. Ricky Stu- uh, Mark Chirella, 3-1-1-1. Ricky Stewart. Jim Zaleski with three titles. Joe Williams with a 7 a seventh and three titles. Eric Herrera with a five and three titles. Eric Jurgens, Damian Hahn, Travis Lee, Jake Rochel with a one, three, one, one. Ed Ruth with a third and three titles. James Green, seven, seven, three, three. Ringer, three, one, one, one. That's pretty good. And Jaden, one, five, one, one. They're the only guys ever. <clears throat> That's pretty good. Pretty yeah. hard thing to do. Congrats to them. Big shout. Okay, we've got some questions. Let's go to questions. People have a lot of questions. Uh, let's start with this one. Put Willie on the hot seat. Have Willie, and this is from Eric Hoffman. Eric Hoffman. Willie, justify 215 high school rankings. That's not a wait. Uh, <laughs> regarding Paris over two world champs in Amos. Um, Paris beat Schultz. One world champ. Uh, Amos beat Kirkfleet. So you're so essentially. I mean that answers itself. Well, could you say all right? So Amos beat Kirkfleet. Does Amos have a claim to one? So that right. So that's what you're asking. You're asking. You're essentially asking why Schultz over Amos, and, and right. Yes. That's essentially what you're asking. Well, Schultz has just done more, right? Schultz has been around. He's he's wrestled junior level kids. Uh, Amos. Amos lost a whole year, mm-hmm. right? Amos had one Fargo. I mean, now he has two, but um, both at the cadet level. So, and of note, sounds like Colton Schultz going up to heavyweight. Yeah. So that will, well, that will make it even tougher for you, actually, because then you remove Colton, and now it's... No, it's Mason Paris. It just remains Mason. Unless Paris goes up, I don't see him sticking around 220. Yeah, is Mason going to wrestle 220 all season? 
don't know why he would. I highly doubt it. Yeah. yeah. He's a big unless Unless he just weighs <clears throat> 215 or something. Have you seen the pictures of him from, like, his football season? First of all, he goes alpha with the, like, this half jersey. And then the other day he had Miami. the – You know how we keep talking about, like, the Kyle Snyder with the American flag? Yeah. He did that with his high school flag. He's also, like, a defensive end linebacker and wears number seven. Yeah. That's a savage move. That's classic. That is he should be, like, 56. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, divided by seven. Yeah, so I bet I bet Mason goes <clears> up, too. Maybe. He probably can go wherever I, There's he no way and he we'll walks get... around at 219, right? Yeah. He got to be 230. I don't know why you would cut weight if you're going to wrestle heavyweight in college. Just get bigger. Yeah. Who knows? And then we'll get Amos Kirkfleet at Super 32, and that'll settle it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? Can't wait for that. So that's not a real tough question, Eric, but J- thank you. Jason Sertis and why he isn't ranked. I'm not uh, – I believe I mentioned this, but he's – I don't know if where he's going to wrestle. I don't know. I mean, does he beat out? I just want to see that lineup materialize before I rank him. I'll – He'll obviously be ranked once he starts a match for them, but I'm, I'm going to be a little patient and see where he winds up. I'm not just going to take <coughs> out Shields because Sertis is there. Um, yeah, I know he won NCAAs and two-time All-American. He's great. Braxton's dad asking, with early cadet dates, will trials interfere with school? What is the cadet date? Yeah, that's my question. What does he mean? What are you talking about, no man? Does he have some inside info? Also, early cadet dates. I don't know. And my that. thing is school for a lot of uh, kids was still going on anyways during because it was like early June late May it was the first week of June yeah Buffalo, but, Buffalo Gap wasn't out back in those days but in past that was late in past years it's been May right yeah so I don't know how much earlier maybe uh, Dan Lobdell can get that information for us the- yeah it's goofy you think about it the cadet trials were during school Cadet Worlds was after school resumed. Yeah. So, Cadet Worlds uh, for 2018 in Zagreb, Croatia, July 3rd through 8th. So, you can win a world title on America's birthday, which is pretty dope. Cadet uh, Worlds is in July? Right. Oh, which, <clears throat> which dope. I, in some ways, I like because of all the people that I don't want holding weight, it is high school kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. if you do it, if you have your trials at the end of... April, then that puts them on the regular six-week cycle. Yeah, and cadets have been the ones, cadets have been the ones to have the biggest gap. Like we just said, it's here and worlds are out here, and they had the longest. I mean, one year juniors had a crazy one though. I, listen, Spencer, S- Spen- yes, yeah, Spencer, Spencer, the one time. I mean, so essentially, you're asking 15, 16, 17 year old kids to make weight on a two day or. On oh, no, a one-day weigh-in. Now it's two days. Uh, but to make weight in April or May to make the team and to hold that – now you don't have to hold it, but you have to make the same weight while you're growing five months later. Because remember, Spencer had a trouble. Spencer, Gavin had trouble. Spencer was – Spencer made the team, and then he was Dennis's training partner through Rio. Rio happened, then Junior Worlds happened. Mm-hmm. That was – Yeah. So that's not ideal. Next also, question. Also, I like uh, real oh quick. My. I like that uh, Braxton Amos said a one ten, but I, I kind of like Kirk Fleet at one ten too. Uh, point is, what are you talking what about? You talk- he also asked about the weights. The new weights. He also asked about the new weights. Okay. Braxton's dad did. All right. I don't think people have seen them. One ten. Did you put them on flowwrestling.org? I have not because you should. I don't Why know. didn't you? 
Because this is just like a tweet from Sikkim. Uh, it hasn't been officially released. Well, it was oh, an official document. We, al- we always wait for UW official <coughs> statements before we run with anything. More likely to win a world title, Jaden or Gilman? Who makes a senior world? So this is two questions, John Kozak. Who makes a senior team first, Dayton, Lee, Hall, or Gable? Stevenson, not Dan. Dan already made, <laughs> <laughs> Dan already made his teams. So more likely to win a world title, I'll say Jaden. Because Jaden's going to go up to, ooh, except Sagilai. I don't know. I'm not convinced Sagilai is going to cut down to 92. I'm not convinced. If Sag- Basically, I'll pick Jaden to win worlds if he goes 92 and Sagilai is not there. Gilman, and no one's beating him to make the team at 92, in my opinion, because David's gone. He's going to be 86. So now... Gilman's got to get on the team again. That's not going to get any easier. Uh, I don't believe he may. Just to be clear, we're talking we're talking likeliness, right? Likeliness. Yeah, exactly. We're not saying he won't. Christian's not saying he won't. I'm saying so, who. The question is who's more likely to win it first. Or it, it, it's going to be tougher to make the team for Gilman than it will be for Jaden. Right. And I think, I mean, I thought Jaden was the best guy this year. I thought Jaden was the best guy too, and. I think that those upper weights are kind of thin, man. They are. I mean, you got 40-year-old guys that are still sticking around, like, making, you know, fifth and seventh, and they're just not that great. I mean, you at 92, Jaden will have to get over a few hurdles to win a title. At 57, yeah, uh, you have to get through a lot of young guns and a lot of talented guys. Yeah. So I'll say Jaden. Yeah, I'll say Jaden. I would say Jaden, too. Who makes senior team first, Dayton, Lee, Hall, or Gable? Man, that's interesting. It, it's tough with Hall when you figure Dake's, Dake's there, right? Gable, when's he going to try to make a senior team? I know he's going to stick his toe in the water this year, but is he going to try to make a team for real? Um, I feel like he's probably a year or two away from really challenging Gwiz, although if – Someone said he can go 50-50 with Gwiz now. I guess I wouldn't be shocked just because the kid is I say Dayton. I, no, I shouldn't say Dayton. I should say I think of that of those guys, Dayton has the best shot right now. If if Dayton beat if Dayton beat the field at 57 and made the team, would you be surprised? So do you think he's a 57 two-day weigh-in? Yeah. Okay, no, I wouldn't be surprised. But I wouldn't be surprised if if, uh, if I would be surprised at Spencer, uh, maybe because of size. I, but I, I would be surprised Wayne. at Spencer too because I haven't seen him for a while. I don't know where Spencer's at. Yeah, I just saw what I what I did see was Dayton Fix Mollywop Juniors. I mean Mollywop, right? I haven't seen Spencer for a year. Um, Hall. For Hall to make a team, you know, you're talking about him beating a Dake or a, or, or, um, or a Burroughs. And while maybe he can, that would shock me. Yeah. I would not be shocked if Dayton beat Gilman. Any word if Ringer's going to go up to 79? I would imagine so. I think so. So now we're talking about you got to beat Ringer, too. Right, yep. Which I think that may be possible. That's a lot of horsepower with Ringer. That would be a crazy match. He was uh, working out with Imar this weekend. Yeah. I saw that. That's a group, huh? Oh, I wonder who, who, who wins that. I'm our ringer. I'd like to watch that. You mean like what happened at 
Yeah, Ringer won in uh, yeah. Lincoln. I guess they did kind of wrestle. I mean, it was a, like two point match though. We said it, it before, close. right? Like wrestling room stuff is probably as good as match stuff. Yeah, just feel, just watch it the whole time. Just, just gotta look at it. Just gotta look at it. Uh, what are you? Uh, I don't know. Gable, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I think Gable's still a couple years away. I don't know. I I, w- I just want to see it. The guy, he's never lost. I know. Gable Stevenson has not lost. It hasn't happened. He goes to Worlds. He goes everywhere. He doesn't lose. He doesn't <laughs> lose matches. His footwork is just incredible. Unteachable. Un- unreal. But what if, I mean, yeah, I just want to see it too. But what if, I mean... You, Full-grown man in in Zach Ray, who's just like a wall, and Nick yeah. Wisdowski's big. I, yeah, I don't know. Connor Medbury, who just just bigger. I mean, just age too. Bader's brother Andy asks, "Who do you think will have a breakout year this year and go from a no name to an AA contender?" The Doc Foster Award. <sighs> what? Drew Foster. Last year he went from. Did you call some- him Doc? Yeah, that's his that that that's his name. Joel Kerber t- told me that. Oh, he goes by Doc Foster. Doc Foster. All right. So, do you say Drew Foster? No, I'm saying. Oh, that's it's the, the Drew name Foster. The it's, it's, I'm it's, I'm coining it the Steve old. Santos. It's the Steve Santos uh, <laughs> award. Was Steve Santos unknown before that? See, here's the thing about Santos. Christian's See, obsessed with him. Well, yes. no, I'm not obsessed. A All I'm bit. saying is. This is a guy who went from, like, no one was talking about to he was a top 10 guy all year long and then placed high and beat Dylan Ness. Uh, Drew Foster was the guy who was, like, pretty good most of the year and then just placed, right? I, I'm, I'm looking for a Sanchez here. What did Santos do the year before? Uh, he DMP'd. He qualified, though. Mine? It's tough, it's tough for me to say a no-name. We know all the names. Yeah, but you know who people don't know. I'm saying... I'm saying Connor Flynn, Missouri. That's my guy. I'm planting my flag on Connor Flynn. I don't have any. You don't have any? I'm going with the great wall of Foster, Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes is a great selection, Nomad. I don't regret mine, (laughs) but kind of regret mine. I was very upset when... Bracky picked him in the fantasy No man screamed curse words at me. I was, uh, he was going to be my heavyweight. He was going to be my anchor. I watched him. I was very yeah. impressed with him at the National Collegiate Open. I thought it was <clears> freaking <throat> bizarre. <laughs> Mike Hughes Kyle, is great. Kyle Bracky goes, Mike Hughes. Nomad <laughs> loses his mind. I'm like, this is over Mike Hughes? He no has, offense. He has so many like really solid wins that he can totally replicate. Unreal. He's beaten. He has slayed some dragons. Mm-hmm. Well, it helps when... Heavyweight stink. No, it's quiet. I'll get I'll get his hit list. I'm gonna get his Come hit on. list. No, I'm. That's it's fine. a very good hit list. You hear his list. You won't be like, oh, those guys stink. It's not. I'm not even gonna name names, but it's an impressive list. Okay. I don't have any no names. That's a good question, but let me get. Let me. Come on, dude. What? Right, I don't know. I don't. Brackies. I didn't come prepared. Yeah, I didn't come prepared. This is one you have to come prepared <clears> for. Okay. Have to touch on the recent UVA wrestling signees. Yes, good job, Coach Garland, the Paulsons, Coach Mack, killing it. Nomad, you want to give a quick update there to the people on who UVA's hauled in? Yeah, so you got uh, Fargo finalist Alex Cruz, which uh, they just got a transfer from his high school, a kid named Fred Green, so uh, I imagine that kind of helped there. Justin McCoy, a very good kid from PA, double-A state champ. Um, 
And who am I forgetting? Oh, Ben Ben Kamali. Of course. Uh, The former son of Andrew Spay. (laughs) Little Ben. Little Ben. Little Ben's a lifer at 25. That's... Those are hard to find. <clears throat> How do you think Mike Hughes is going to – I mean, you're oh talking God. about fondness type stuff? Here no. We go. You said Sanchez. Or, I mean, so Hughes is third? What? What are you talking about, dude? I just said – I'm I, not I'm I not call saying Steve Mike... Santos Sanchez. Do you think I? that means he's in the finals? <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, not, I'm not saying Mike no. Hughes is going to be, you know, in the finals, but I think he can hold a high no, ranking You said you were place. looking for a Santos type guy. Yeah, a, someone that – Goes from unknown, not talked about in D1 circles, to a guy that hangs in the top five, top or top eight all year long, <coughs> yeah. and then delivers at NCAA's in places. I'm not saying uh, he's not gonna make the finals, silly Willie. <laughs> but if he does, I'm gonna ask Coach Papadopoulos right now. What are you he's gonna ask? Him? I ho- How good he is? No, what's his best wins? He's got him. He's got him. Dejanet, good heart. Jordan Wood, pretty sure he majored Jordan Wood. I believe he's beaten Billy Miller. Mike Hughes, he's a New York boy too. I don't know who. I just want to give a shout out to Dylan Ness. His he, question is, is: I don't know who this kid is. Is Paul Mooney a Stoic philosopher? Dylan, I don't know who Paul Mooney is. So I googled it. He's like a uh, a comedian. He was on Chappelle's show. He played hmm. like some characters. I don't know. I don't know what Dylan's talking about. That was <clears throat> that threw me for a little bit of a loop. I think he's just messing with us. We're eight over, like Cutler at EIWA. Stop. Like, what? How are you gonna come at your boy? He knows I love him. I don't know. We keep going, huh? Well, let's let's a little bit, just a little bit. Let's keep just going. Little, yeah. Why doesn't Mizzou get the same level of interest from top recruits as other programs? Except perennial top team. Everyone thinks Daniel Lewis was like a nobody. That's part of the problem. The guy was like high ranked. Throughout his career, I guess they don't get, they don't I, land like they don't, the, la- they don't land names. They don't get mark. Yeah, but one time they Jaden Cox went there. I mean, okay, I'll name the last. Who was the he last was blue chipper Columbia. they got? What? <laughs> He's also from Columbia. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> name the last blue chipper they got outside of city limits. <laughs> oh. Alan Waters was. Uh, ben Askren was pretty good. Yeah, but he was not. Wisconsin didn't even recruit Ben Askren. <clears throat> I'd silly. You played yourself. I silly. think you didn't play yourself. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's a combination <laughs> of like Missouri's underrated as a high school state. They do a good job coaching them up, and the guys come in probably probably a little lower than like not lower than the, I don't know whatever. They come in underrated, right? They they come you in. You didn't not answer the rated. question. Why don't they get blue chippers? I do think they get blue chippers. I just don't think that we recognize them as blue chippers. Mm. No. Nope. Well, Ironman was again city limits. I get it. Name a blue chipper that they got Dom outside Bradley. of the state. <clears throat> Dom Bradley. All right, not He's from Joey Lavalley's said... from Nevada. Huh? Joey Lavalley's from Joey Nevada. Joey Lavalley is ranked about seventeenth. No, he was higher than that in high school. Tenth, maybe. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So part of it is they also are good at coaching. They're good at identifying guys that they can coach up. They're bargain shoppers. Give Ms. me a break. You are throwing shit against the wall right now. Whoa. What? They identified a kid no, in Joey LaValle? No, no, you're not telling me they, if Mark Cole wanted to go it. to Missouri, they would say, no, we got, we've identified <laughs> the guys we I'm, like. That is not we've remotely, identified the I'm guys saying. we like. We have we we really like this Austin Trotman kid out of Carolina. No. That is not remotely what I'm saying. I said they they identified a kid in Joey LaValle, like, all right, this kid is pretty good. We think he can go up to here. That doesn't congrats, mean that they would. Congrats on finding 
congrats on finding mid-tier guys. Congrats on coaching them up. The question is, why don't they why don't they sign blue chippers? That's like what the question is, Nomad. I stay on top of it. I don't think they I look, yes, they would of course like if Mark Hall wanted to go there, they of course they'd be like, Yeah, go ahead, please come here. Question but, the question, right, Nomad, is <clears throat> Willie. Just why do they not sign blue chippers? All right. Ten over. We'll get up out of here. What is wrong with you? That was a ridiculous. We're having our conversation. That was spiraling out what, of control. Why don't you, what is your he take on it? He has not let me finish at all. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we'll go. I couldn't listen to you scream the Good same three. question five times again. He won't answer the question. You we thank you finish. so much. You're ending a good segment. Oh, You're a thank snowflake. you guys so Hold much. It. You're a snowflake. Let him argue. Episode yeah. 233 of FRL. Let him fight. We'll be back Thursday. Come heck or high water. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.